now. Okay. Uh, do you, do you need to get a drink? Do you want to get a drink? Uh, yeah, what yeah. should I get? Uh, what, whatever's in the fridge, whatever you see there. Okay. There's some dessert wine there too from the Hunter. Oh. It's very nice and fancy. I'll only have some if you're having Fancy. Some. I'll have a bit. Dust for Jake. This is very exciting. Chateau de speech. <laughs> Clink. Well, like well we, so we have a guest in the studio. So this is very exciting. All right, so just open that for me. My guest is serving me like we're at a French restaurant. All right, so we cheers. Cheers. Oh, there we go. Should we do that in front of the microphone? No, <laughs> don't do that. Thank you for coming in, Jake. Not a problem. On a Saturday too. He's constantly traveling and working, so I'm very grateful. No worries. Trying to get schedules synced up is always an interesting thing. Oh, no. It's always the worst being busy and being, being a social butterfly of sorts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. How are you going? Feeling good? Yeah, not too bad. Recovering, going well. Recovering. So where were you this week? Ooh, so I was all over the place. So yeah. I was up in Queensland for a little bit, um, up for a wedding up there. Uh, caught Fun. up with a few friends, got back to Sydney, finished off some work, and then Saturday I am free. Oh, free, free. Wait, like, okay, don't just go past wedding. I love weddings. I'm in mm-hmm. the middle of planning a wedding. So uh-huh. first off, how is that going? Uh, well, it's going all right. Uh, we've booked the venue. We've booked uh, a few other things. Um, close to getting a photographer slash videographer. Excellent. Um, but uh, there are we are getting advice from all all directions. So we're just um, we're just. I am in a bit of a panic <laughs> now. And even though it's like maybe eight eight months out. Let's see, it's July now. Yep. April, August, September, October, November, December, January, March. <laughs> Nine months. Like it, Nine months. It's like I, I'm about to get pregnant. That oh kind of thing, yeah. And I give birth to the wedding, which is the wedding. Um, but no, it's all very exciting. And So the um, wedding is your baby then? My, it's the, the wedding is the baby. It's, it's the thing that you <laughs> sort of uh, sort of taken care of and... Yep. Nurturing, John look after, make sure everyone's there for the for the big the big reveal. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but anyway, okay, so you're at this wedding. Was it, um, yeah, you're, you're a good friend of yours. Mm-hmm. Um, was it a hetero wedding, homosexual wedding? Uh, so it was the same sex wedding. Same sex um, wedding. Sorry. So this was two gentlemen that I've known for a while. Um, oh, and so they've so organized funny. it to be, um, so they were like hugely active in the campaign in Australia to get same sex marriage legalized and so on. Um, they flew down to Canberra for the announcement. Oh, um, and everything wow. like that, Big and deal. then like a week or so later, they've proposed and organised things to fall on an anniversary. Oh, that's so sweet! <laughs> and was it a big turnout? Yeah, it was pretty good. So they had around like eighty, eighty-five people there. It was a really, really nice wedding. Really good, like good group of people, good family, good friends. Oh, it's good. everything that it should have been. It was fabulous. Mm. Were there drag queens? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, oh that's okay. <coughs> we probably won't have drag queens at ours, but oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the so just a bit about the whole same sex thing. We may have, I would have spoken about this maybe in the first or second episode about the fact that Australia only um, just recently legalized uh, same sex marriage, um, and now I think this is actually the first time I'm hearing about a personal account of a same sex wedding in Australia. So it's mm-hmm. getting me all very excited. Ed. So we've had a few hundred weddings in Australia already. Yeah, but yeah. the first account that you've heard of, like a friend yes. or close family yes. member or someone like that. Yeah, yes, that's what I meant. I've read yeah. about all of them, but it's not the same when I hear it from a friend. <laughs> okay. No. Um, but anyway, back to you, Jake. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I always start these off with the most obvious question, mm-hmm. um, as per the title of this podcast. Are you single? 
I am currently single. Single and uh, ready to mingle or been mingling? Um, so, what do you mean by mingle? I guess it's yeah, an interesting just, question just, just to throw just it back. Out. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Just going out and getting to know people, perhaps having flings. Okay. I mean, okay. I, there's people that I know and there are sort of friends and acquaintances that I have, but I haven't really been actively seeking to change my status. Oh, okay. So, you're just... Taking it as it comes. Pretty much, yeah. See how I said the word comes? Mm-hmm. And uh, you say that with a cheeky smile for comes. those of you that can't see <laughs> see Pete's face right now. I want him to crack, though. No. Um, yeah, okay. good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> crack. No. Uh, but... You've been you've been busy. I know every time we catch up, you're always either um, you're either working or mm-hmm. you are um, part of a tournament, which we'll get into but mm-hmm. robotic stuff, um, or you're just seeing family and everything like that. So mm. you, you really are genuine. It's genuine when you say that you are quite busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you on any of the dating apps or websites to just keep yourself? Nope, in never the have been. Not currently either. Um, really? Yeah. Never been on Grinder. Never been on anything. Oh my god! Not necessarily just Grindr. Oh, Grindr could yeah. be a Tinder or Scruff or um, mm. like RSVP.com or anything like that. None Nothing of those like dating that. websites. No, no. So you're old school. The old school way. What you go to a pub? Um, through friends, family, um, like other gatherings and things like that. Family sounds wrong, but that's not quite what I meant. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think your mum's setting you up or your parents. No, you no, up no, no, no. So nothing like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess like I've always met people just organically, either through events that I've gone to, catch-ups, group meetups, and that sort of thing. Oh yes. Um, so I guess I should clarify both men and women. I guess. Um, okay. So for me, it's more about the intellectual sort of connection rather than any particular denomination or anything like oh, that. Oh, okay. So some yes, people have open. either assumed I'm straight or I'm gay or something like that. It's kind of more. You're you're more like a person. You're looking for people. Yeah, to pretty much. With. Oh, okay. Would you consider yourself pansexual? Uh, you'll need to tell me a specific definition because I've no, 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 So the reason why I said it yeah, is so on. many people have given me a different definition of what pan actually means. So what does it mean to you? And then to I'll answer underst- that. my understanding, it is when a person is just attracted to a person, regardless of who they identify as or what they identify as. It's just they're attracted to humans. I guess that would be pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. And um, have you gone on any dates recently? Uh, not recently, no. Um, okay. So, not in the past year? Year? I think, yeah. Really? Hmm. My gosh. Um, I've been focusing on other aspects of my life. Right. And um, I'll get into the more of the, the more career side of things as well, because mm-hmm. yours is quite interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's, it's, that's fine. Um, so, then when you go, so say when you go out to these group, Meetings, meetups, and mm-hmm. stuff. What what are the activities that you engage in? Um, so I mean, these can be varying things. Like sometimes there's a group of people that want to go to a concert or a show or something else that's happening in Sydney, um, or Brisbane or Melbourne or something else like that. And so a few of us just go, and then um, incidentally, there's friends of friends and other people that we end up meeting along the way. Okay. Um, sometimes there are people coming from overseas, and so we're just organising a bit of a gathering. Um, other times there's people that we've known incidentally through other social media, like say friends of friends on, um, Facebook or something else like that. And okay. then just catching up and then actually putting a face to the name and then talking from there and then sort of the network sort of branches out from there of people that you end up knowing. But I care more about individual interactions and connections rather than sort of superfluous or superficial kind of meetings. Or yeah. 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 Oh, okay. That's so deep. 
<laughs> Deep. Um, no, that's very that's very. That's sweet. free to pick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Jake, what concerns me because I've known you for such a long time, mm. you have such a um, you, you're you're very kind. You have a very charismatic sort of positive outlook on most things, but you're also quite. Um, you tend to overthink. You're very analytical. You certainly put the anal in analytical. Mm-hmm. And okay, I want to figure four. out where... <laughs> as that's right. I'm keeping count. Yes, you are. <laughs> no, I'm just Speaking tra- of over-analytical. Uh, no, but I'm just saying, so you haven't dated in uh, in a year, but mm-hmm. have you have you hooked up? Ooh, okay. Um, incidentally, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't name names or anything like no, that. No, don't need to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there have been like casual catch-ups. Encounters, um, yeah. Encounters, but it's not... Like randomly meeting people and then going, oh yeah, you look good. Let's go. Yeah, you know, that sort of thing. It's more like people that I know already. People, ah, and so say. that sort of thing. Yeah. So people you've already yet known, but mm-hmm. you, you reconnect and then you just do what comes natural. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, I see. And that's five. <laughs> what was the fifth one? Comes natural. Oh, come <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then, do you have many of these connections? Um, not frequent. No. Um, oh, okay. So some, not, uh, not, uh, hmm? not, so not not by way of frequency, but like these these types of people that you or relationships, we'll say these friendships or yeah. So there are some people that I know that um, keep things casual or other things like that. They may not be looking for some kind of deeper meaning for relationship, but just right. every now and then like to connect or anything yeah. else like that. So then, has there been any point where these people have wanted to go a bit um, further? Apart from uh, than just the casual. Oh, you mean like they've caught feelings or something? Yeah, like that? they've yeah. caught <laughs> feelings like the card, exactly. Mm. Um, so there's been a couple of cases where, I mean, so the key thing with all of that is keeping communication open. Yes. And like, if you find yourself or the other person finds themselves kind of escalating further, then it's um, always kind of good to be open with the person and let them know just so it's like hey something's going on here do you want to take things further or i feel we need to cut it off for now just to sort of let things sort of simmer down a bit or something else like that so there's it's very much an individual thing and based on different circumstances but that sort of thing is i guess something where it's not good to keep it just to yourself no, I forgot. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you actually do tell them if if they were to um, cross that boundary or, or and say, actually, I have feelings. You tell them, actually, I don't. Well, I kind of feel like it's not being honest to them. Yeah, don't string them along. Yeah. You're not that guy. I don't think you are. I'd like to not think that I am either. Yeah. But oh, then okay. it's good to have a mirror held up to me every now and then and <laughs> say, hey, by the way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, has it ever been the other way around? Uh, what do you mean? Where you, you've caught feelings. Uh, for a casual, what well, was once casual? Yeah, so there was one time where that happened, mm. and I was just very um, open about it, saying, "Hey, I'm just starting to yeah. um, feel something there." And it was kind of like early stages, like I'm noticing a change, rather than sort of letting it build up and fast. And it's like, "Hey, surprise!" You know, yeah. <laughs> yes, that yes. sort of thing. Okay. And um, then, how did he, he or she take it, or this person take it? Aha. Uh-huh. So she was like, well, I'm not really looking for something now. And also she was going to be moving overseas um, um, within the next couple of months. So there was that sort of, I guess, um, connection where we weren't really looking for anything in the future. But it was just, I kind of don't want to use this word, but convenient. Oh, she said but, that. Oh. Well, well, both of us. Oh, when we, oh, okay. So broaching the topic with someone like that is very 
intriguing, especially when you're on the receiving end of that. Hey, by the way, are you into this or like, yeah? yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh, very interesting. I've only known you uh, to be engaged in um, male relationships, so this is very fascinating to me that you have dived in the other pool as well. Ah, well, I initially started in the other pool. Yeah, um, right. And yeah, I never really talk about my like relationships or casual acquaintances in that sort of manner with a lot of people. So no, you don't. It feels strange so, for me to talk about I know, it as well. I know. I'm very lucky and yeah. uh, my, my listeners are also very uh, grateful too. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, do you have a type though? A type? Yeah. So is it more, uh, is it any physical attributes that you tend to look out for as well as of the obviously intellectual, um, they have to be, you know, engaged, mm. they have to have a sense of humor, a sense of self, Okay. all that. Um, so there are some common attributes between men and women and then naturally there are some differentiating attributes with male and female uh, counterparts. Right. So, I mean, I could split that up a bit if you want. Yeah, no, yeah, of course. There's nothing, so I mean, there's nothing specifically that I actively look for. Okay. Um, so it's not like I'm going tick box. Yep, yep, yep. No, yep, yep. No, like I'm open to pretty much anyone surprising me, essentially. Right. But things that I've noticed that I've seen common trends or something like that. Yeah. So that sort of approach. So both with men and women, I found that someone who is independent but not pushy, um, someone who's not necessarily um, like taller or shorter than me, but as long as there's not sort of the extremes or the bounds there. Um, right. So someone that I can kind of relate to, someone that's... You can make eye contact with rather than always looking down at your shoe or up at the clouds or something. Yeah, and I mean, I've dated um, sort of taller people and shorter people as well. Like, right. Sort of like, sorry, people say about, say, five, ten centimetres taller or shorter than me as well. And seeing that kind of um, interaction initially, I found that it was something that I was confronted with. Oh, okay. Um not because of, oh, this is intimidating or I feel like I'm superior or something like that, but it was more just like the, um, just the mechanics of it. Oh, interesting. Okay, so are you talking sexually? Not just, but that was oh, my okay. idea. Oh, okay. I could understand that, actually. Mm-hmm. I've had a few friends who have dated um, people, people who were, in one case, was a lot shorter than um, than he was, mm-hmm. and uh, was all and 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 had expressed how awkward it was when you wanted to say hold hands, when he wanted to say, hold hands, or just mm-hmm. go for a kiss, or be intimate in some way, shape, or form. So yep. I get it. And um, thankfully, Ben is just a bit taller than me. <laughs> He'd be a lot more taller if he actually straightened his back a lot and stood up, but he he doesn't like to. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I don't see it as a, like it's not, it's definitely not something that I try and filter out in a person, Yeah. but it's just something that I've noticed that my preference is in that sort of range where I don't even want to use the word preference. I've found that after a while I've gravitated towards people in that certain, I guess, range just because it seems to work out. Oh yeah. That sure. side of things, but yeah. And the chemistry <laughs> is there too. So you'd feel the connection once, once certain I know you're mentioning mm. no, no, no boxes really, but there are mental sort, of, mental sort of things that trigger you to say, oh, okay, this could work and then... Well, there are things where you go like, hello, but then there's nothing really for me. Actually, I, I do have a sort of tick box which is in the negative. Like if anyone's sort of a smoker or does drugs, that sort of thing, it's like an immediate no for yeah, me, like okay. that sort of thing. But that's right. more on the sort of personal aspect rather than a physical attribute. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but you mentioned uh, in our many talks, um, you mentioned that you did 
once date an intellectual who actually engaged you quite well. Yes. Um, tell us about this person and this mm. experience because this sounds quite lovely. And I'm surprised that it didn't uh, go the distance, but... Well, um, so I mean, it kind of caught me by surprise as well because we ended up meeting through, um, through, like, so I had a friend and my friend had a friend and that friend knew this person. And so it's kind of like a group gathering where we all ended up meeting and after a while kind of hit it off strangely. Um, so this person was very, I'll use the word cerebral, so very sort of thoughtful, um, very introspective and sort of analytical, that sort of thing. And it's yep. the first time that I saw someone that was that level of thinker, kind of like I was, um, but also kind of reflected other aspects that I didn't have in my personality. And oh. so this was someone that was pretty much showing me how I can be better myself. Oh, yep. um, And yep. I kind of viewed this person as, I guess, being a better version of me, if that makes sense. Oh, for sure. It doesn't make, doesn't um, make sense, and yes. While it was confronting at the same time, it was a challenge, but also I learned so much from them, but I was able to intellectually engage them as well. So oh, this good. was good, good. very much an intriguing thing. But then there were other like aspects of our personalities where we found out that it was too clashing or we weren't kind of... Um, I'm trying to think of a good word to use here. Where we weren't really, I guess, connecting on all levels, but there were some initial um, things that caught us both by surprise and that initial intrigue was kind of what worked for us. But then once we got a bit further along, it was like, hey, there are some things that aren't quite working here, but we're still happy to be friends and still happy to talk and chat and so on, but don't really see it going any further. Oh, okay, okay. And that sounds very adult. I am very impressed, especially in this current dating climate. Where with the in the age of apps and hookups and mm. in, in just immediate gratification, this is actually quite mature. Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, Jake is a bit sick at the minute, guys, but you can't tell because he still has a silky voice. But go on. Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've always been kind of open to new experiences and new ideas that that side of things. But the whole instant gratification kind of climate that um, apps and dating and everything else like that has been... Amplified and... It, it's or, kind of amplified a bit yeah. more. Like, yeah. so, so there are some people that I know that you ask them, oh, so where are you going? I'm going on a date. Oh, and who, who, who is it today? And they say, oh, it's a Tinder date or something like yeah. that. And it's like yeah, yeah. there's a new one every week or something like that. I'm thinking right. that is just not me at all and I could never really do that and that's kind of why I've never gone on to dating apps or anything else because yes. that kind of didn't really speak to what I wanted to do well, or what yeah. I wanted how I wanted to interact with people yeah right and so that's why I've never really gone on to any of the dating apps or anything else like that because it's a sort of area that I just don't want to venture in or that sort of instant gratification type society I don't want to use yeah well, so the society kind of turned me off that approach well yeah okay um on the flip side, mm-hmm. now you know how Ben and I met. We met through OKCupid. Yes. So I, I completely uh, I understand where that viewpoint comes from. And, you know, a lot of it is true. But with an app, well, there are apps where it can go a lot deeper. And, uh, you know, OKCupid was targeted as a, a an application to meet people um, and try and have a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's something long term. Um 
And can and I say that you both done well with each other? By oh, the way. yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, yeah, we do all right, Jake. We do all right. <laughs> um, but you know, but look, that's fine. So you're you're all you're completely old school, and um, I mean, I mentioned at the at the beginning that you are one to think things through and through and through. So this mm-hmm. makes me very curious about how you grew up. And first off, did you grow up in Sydney or? I grew up in Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, Sydney. Was it a uh, regional Sydney or, or? Kind of um, yeah. sort of Sydney area, not in regional Sydney, um, not in sort of rural or country areas, rural, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you're, you're Aussie, but you're also Swedish, aren't you? Aha, yes. Yes. Is it half and half or one quarter, two, three quarters? Two, um, two I think it's about half, half. Yeah, half, half. Uh, whose side is who? Like, who's your father, Aussie, mother? Uh, so father's side, Swedish mother's side, Australian. Which part do you do you think you identify with more culturally? Culturally, okay. Um, I mean, there's been kind of a blend or a fusion of both. Yeah. Um, so say, for instance, doing the whole European um, Christmas Eve type traditions and that sort of thing. But then a lot of the Australian kind of culture australian lifestyle and the australianisms so sayings and everything else like that i know them inside out whereas i don't feel i have that same cultural heritage on the swedish side all right because you definitely look i think you actually do look very european very swedish it's the it's the striking blue eyes and the light the light hair (laughs) light enough uh it's very wispy light enough (laughs) (laughs) um but okay so you grew up in sydney Mm -hmm. and uh do you have siblings uh, yep, so I have siblings yep. uh, Well, I have one sibling um, And my sibling's married Okay yeah. um, So there's kind of the pressure is off for me to do any sort of relationship finding or anything else like that So I don't feel any family pressure or anything like that Oh, that's nice Are you guys close? Yeah, we're close Yep, oh good And so uh, how, how many years apart are you, are you two? Ooh, about two years Two years and you're the youngest, younger one No, you're the oldest Oh my gosh, yes, you're the oldest Oh, so that would have been a very, a very um, interesting upbringing. Actually, you would, would, were you very protective, obviously, or were you, were you always independent? Um, I guess I. So, kind of a funny way to say that would be that I've always been off in my own world. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I mean, so if the chips were down and either of us needed to help each other out, then we'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh, that's um, yeah. but essentially we've been off and doing our own things, had our own lives and that sort of thing. So we're not yeah. like there are some family members that call each other every day or yes, that yeah. sort of thing. We're not quite that, yeah. I guess, joint, but like catch up, talk. Yeah. Um, regularly. Always happy regularly. to see each other, yes, and regularly, that sort of thing as well. Oh, so good. that's very... Um, that's very much part of our family, but it's been a sort of casual thing. Like I remember when I was in my university days mm. um, and so first experiences with going out and catching up with people that sort of thing and I was still living at home at the initial stages of my university degree yeah um and so my parents were always like all right well we're gonna leave your door open oh and if your door's closed then we know that you're home that sort of thing so you don't have a curfew or anything like that but we just want to know that you're safe and don't have to worry about you that sort of thing so it was very much a loose leash yeah um at that stage but they were very trusting it was trusting, but there was also some responsibility with it. Like, we'll give you this, but just let us know so that we don't have to panic or call an ambulance yeah. or call a search party, anything else like that. Makes sense. That's very sweet. Because um, I, I grew up in a family of six siblings. Oh, wow. 
So I have two two brothers, three sisters, um, uh, and we are like the Asian Brady Bunch. So I've only ever yeah. heard of the two brothers, so I don't know much about the my, other my sisters. siblings. So we might have to talk about that in another stage. Oh, I'm yeah, not sure yeah. talk about it here. But yeah. I remember a lot of my a lot of my childhood memories was just around sitting watching TV or playing chasey outside <laughs> or. Um, or just yeah, just eating around the the dinner table, yeah. Um, or sometimes we ate on the floor because you know Southeast Asian, um, and it was it was a lot of fun. But I mean, for me, I mean, for me, if I were to have kids, I couldn't, um, I couldn't just have a singular child. I couldn't have a single child situation. There have to be a sibling mm-hmm. uh, involved there. Um, yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. so you seem to have this very sort of tight knit sort of family is also a community sort of hub as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, close enough. We. Um, <laughs> because yeah, we we grew up uh, we grew up let's see for the first six seven well, it would be seven years of my life we lived well we 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 lived in a we first lived in a unit for a little bit and then and then a duplex situation mm-hmm. there were two bedrooms and so uh, obviously parents bedroom and then there was just one other big bedroom slash lounge rumpus room kind mm-hmm. of thing and there were bunk beds um, everywhere. And then, um, I mean, yeah, we, we grew up very close. We can sm- <laughs> see and smell everything. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but they're, they're good people. They're, well, I'm in Sydney and most of them are back in Melbourne. But yes, but this is not an episode about me because people hear about me anyway. Okay, Jake, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm the host. <laughs> uh, no, but that's okay. But you just told me before you, so you have, uh, you, you, because your your grandmother who um who's passed away now mm. she had a holiday house out in Wanji Wanji <laughs> uh close to Wanji yeah Wanji mm. and um you, you used to go there every year to hang out uh in summer after after the school year ended yeah so we used to go up there um generally so there's a lot of childhood memories there yeah and what's the most cherished one you have there um New Year's Eve one year. Um, so it's a very kind of large area that's got an, um, a body of water. Mm. And so going up there on New Year's Eve, and you can see all of the fireworks across all the different parts of the lake around there going off at the same time. So oh, whereas Sydney is kind of dramatic and you've got all the fireworks and bang crash and everything else. Like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you're sitting at certain points and you get yeah. the... Um, like the vibrations in the chest from some of the really big fireworks and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. um, whereas that one was very much more a community type approach and you can see everyone having their own celebration and it was very much more around kind of like a community orientation rather than putting on a show yeah and so memories around that it's kind of more around a community type memory community type feel up there for sure where everyone actually knows everyone pretty much yeah yeah how big's the population oh i I don't know oh yeah (laughs) it's small enough where people are just in each other's business. <laughs> um, but you also mentioned as well, because we were just going through uh, just a childhood on childhood memories, uh, we came across the locomotion. Mm-hmm. And this was apparently <laughs> not such a great memory for dear Jake. Mm-hmm. But please, and, and please tell us, why was this such a not-so-fun memory for you? So... Hmm... So, I remember doing it the the dance in high school mm-hmm. on oh, no, a high school primary school. So my sister used to be part of a small dance group. Okay, um, I'm talking really young, like four, five years old, something like that. Yeah, I'm not going to say names or anything like that, so I don't no, embarrass no, her. Yeah. Hi there. <laughs> um, That's fine. And 
this was so the locomotion was one of the songs that they had there and hearing the choreographer trying to get everyone in tutus going to all these different locations and things yeah. like that and seeing i don't think my sister was too happy about it at the time or something like that it's like hmm. Oh, because no attention's on, yeah. <laughs> on her. Um, so the intention wasn't necessarily on her, like there was a whole group of them, but it's just that sort of, um, I guess, sometimes when you enjoy something, but then you get into it and there's either work involved or there's a lot more procedure around it, it kind of spoils the fun. Right, yes. Okay. And seeing that sort of glimmer kind of go down from someone enjoying something to someone not enjoying something, that's kind of what stuck with me. Okay. So it was more around that. It, 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 oh. Yeah. It, 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 it. So I thought it was something where you had to do it for school and then when it came to performance night, you just, you froze and then you either fainted or you <laughs> stormed off the stage crying. Oh, no, nothing like that. That is so disappointing. Um, I was going to say, I could have gone with that story if you wanted <laughs> yeah, to. But, yeah. No, but how was, uh, how was school life for you? Because obviously you were mm-hmm. with this, all this intelligence that you harbour. Could not have been just from the streets. Um, I was a late bloomer. Okay. How so? So, like, my high school scores were kind of average, middle of the range sort of thing. Like, I wasn't a standout exemplary student or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was involved in a few other activities like sports and music and that side of things. And so, I had nice. quite a few extracurricular activities. So, while I wasn't necessarily top of my grade in a lot of things... Yeah. Um. I had a lot of other experiences through other things, some logistical um, organisations. So having to do um, organise different sports, sorry, not organise uh, different sports, but be involved in different sports, be involved in different musical groups and try and keep that all coordinated wow. was something that I then just had to get used to doing. Wow, okay. So that kind of... They didn't have teachers to do all this sort of organisation for you? Well, the teachers are organising their particular group or their particular band or their particular ensemble, but right. then if I'm in multiple ones, I've got to make sure that there aren't oh, any clashes okay. or anything right. else. So, that's, okay. so the onus is then on me. Yes, yes, yes. In that case. Um, so that aspect kind of really helped when going to university. Yeah. Um, so that I was able to kind of hit the ground running with different subjects and being more independent there. Oh, okay. So by late bloomer, I mean, I wasn't academically the smartest, but with university, I ended up... Um, going pretty well after a while because I already had those secondary skills that a right. lot of other people who just have tutors for everything, yeah, inverted yeah. commas, don't really you go did, too well. Yeah. yeah, you did it all on your own. And so what was your favourite subject? In, in well, Let's start with primary school and then high school and then... Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so primary school, we actually had a philosophy course. You're kidding me. What the hell are you going to learn in primary school about philosophy? Um, so that course was encouraging. I mean, so it was called philosophy and it was about philosophy, but it was mainly aimed at getting people to kind of think outside of the boxes that they've been educated in, get them thinking, getting doing thought experiments and that sort of thing. I thrived in that sort of environment. Oh, wow. So you were able to develop that at such an early age, that kind of, that kind of thinking. Okay. And then high school? Um, high school, I really, Is this where you started to pick up your love for music? Uh, so I had the love of music from about year four. Okay. So fairly early on, um, music became a lot better in high school. So Mm. we had, um, this other music program where not only did we do the in school curriculum, but then we had some more advanced stuff where we started to analyze pieces early. We started to do music Mm. performance and music composition and other things a lot earlier. So they kind of did an enrichment program, um, in, in the school where it's like, so not only did we just do the core curriculum, but then 
we actually had extra classes um, arranged just so that we could do these extra things as well, which kind of prepared us more for the later years in high school oh, okay. for music and that sort of thing. So music was one thing and then also kind of um, the software and computing type subjects. I really liked those. Yes, and we'll touch on that in just a second. But I, with the music, mm-hmm. I hear that you actually have perfect pitch. Mm, yep. Can you give an example of that? Uh, okay, so... For those non-musical people out there... That's me. Nah, you're fairly musical. Yeah. Uh, um, if you were to play a note on a piano, yeah. that is a particular note. It's played at a certain frequency. If you were to play another note, it would sound different. Yes. Um, someone with perfect pitch can tell you what note you just played without them looking at the... Uh, so without them looking at the piano. Ah, you but they could also okay. possibly tell you, depending on how accurate they are, can actually tell you how far out of tune that note is. And you can de- detect that? Um, I can do that within a certain range, but I haven't actually formally tested it and see like what my variances are and that sort of thing. But again, I'm overanalyzing this answer. No, no, that's okay. And you know, um, when we might later on might try and test that theory about your perfect pitch, actually, because we do have um, a, a beautiful uh, keyboard connected to the mixer, so you'll be able to hear some of that action. Yes, I've been eyeing that one off. I'm thinking, oh, I might get me one of these, but, <laughs> but I'll need to save up first. Yeah. <laughs> Go deposit and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Pretty much. Um, okay, so so then back to the school life. So music and then technology, mm-hmm. engineering. And then first off, what was it about technology that took you, that resonated? Kind of an outlet for creation. Oh. So the music side of things was nice as I could create something, I could play something, I could hear it, I could enjoy it. And I got that same kind of, um, enjoyment out of the computing side of things. So being able to create something, see it there, and I can say, hey, I made that, or hey, I did that, or if I wanted to change something, it allowed me to explore areas based on my own curiosity. Oh, okay. So it's kind of a, so some people like artistic things and painting or videos or that sort of thing. Yeah. For me, it was very much more about the, I guess, creative outlet, but at the same time, exploring that logical side that I liked to focus on as well. So it was kind of a good blend of both. Oh, Okay. And um, were there any technology-focused idols that, that helped you drive that, that interest and hmm. make you want to become, say, a, a, a software engineer or something like that? Not really. I mean, so the software side of things, the computing, the design, the artistic side, all of that... Um, just stemmed from the interest in the area rather than any individuals. Oh, right. Um, I did have some science teachers that turned me off the sciences in school. Uh, and so that, I guess that might have had some influence in the direction where I was going, thinking, <laughs> okay, what else can I do? Oh, yeah, I want to get away from that. Yeah. I like it. But I can't think of individuals or particular instances of um, figures like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or. Yeah, no, Im- nothing uh, like that. Or, um, Tesla. What's his first name? Um, Elon Musk. No, 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 no. no. The actual Tesla. Oh, guy. Nikola Tesla. Nikola yeah. Tesla. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I. So I didn't. I never really focused on the person or the personal struggles. Oh. Um, it was more the technology or the ability of expression that I was intrigued by. If that oh, makes right. sense. Yes. Yes, it does make sense. I know that sounds rather self-centered, but eh. no, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, was the the interest also driven by maybe people in in certain classes that you wanted to get to know was there any was there any point during say high school where you mm-hmm. um 
thought, oh God, I if I if I do um, computer class, technology class, and I'll be able to sort of get to know this person or that person. Um, no, so there was never really any social aspect. I mean, there were some really good teachers that focused on certain areas, and there were some people that I enjoyed um, having class with, but that was never really a deciding factor in. Well, I mean, that's nice. Like, I can always catch up with people in lunch breaks or after school or yeah. something like that. Whereas for me, it was more about the subject matter and kind of the intellectual side and engrossing myself in those topic areas that I was really intrigued in. Yeah, but come on, in teenage, in teen, when you're a teenager, mm-hmm. you're going through puberty and everything. Mm-hmm. You didn't develop any crushes, anything like that? Oh, yeah, but that just didn't have any bearing on my subject choices. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, did you have, okay. If we're going off a bit of the subject choices then, mm-hmm. was, did you uh, do anything in high school, um, like say go to parties or anything? Where you... uh, yeah, so there were quite a few outings. I had a good group of friends there. Um, nothing really, I guess, what people would call adventurous or sort of exploratory or anything you, like that. You were a good boy. Sure, why not? <laughs> uh, okay, okay, we'll leave that there. We'll come back to that a little <laughs> bit. Oh, dear. Um, okay, so then there, then you, you you finish high school, you go on to uni, mm-hmm. and then you embark on a um, engineering course. Is that right? Technology no, so I actually team. did like a technology course with lasers and that sort of thing. Lasers, lasers, yes. Okay. Um, so that side of thing was more of an interest of. I had a friend that wanted to do a startup in a particular area, and we both enrolled in the same degree. Um, and then we got into it and then he didn't really like it that much, didn't like the math and dropped out. I'm like, well, stuff that I'm going to see what I can do. So I've transferred around and eventually done engineering and yeah, and just enjoyed it. Enjoyed it to the point where the, you, know, you also did, uh, you pursued it because you did undergrad mm-hmm. and then you did, did you do masters and then PhD or you went straight to PhD? No, 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 no. So, um, so we had so honors, and there wasn't honors. really a master's program okay. back then. But the honors was part of the engineering degree, there, which is actually why I transferred into it. Oh, all right. Um, so I did the honors year, did pretty well, um, did further studies, further teaching, that sort of thing, and mm. yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, and so uh, so just going back to undergrad, then uh, you did you meet? Uh, did you find did you find people there that you could sort of relate to more on an intellectual level as compared to high school and? start forming sort of forming little friendship circles and potential relationships there. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that Can't was probably a short answer. I yeah, guess I should elaborate. Yeah, you should. <laughs> okay. So at the university, we had an induction year, which was, yeah. um, so before classes started, there was a- an induction week before that where you can get to know the rooms and the degrees and that sort of thing. But there was also a camp that the university offered. And so there was a group of first years, around about 40 of us. Did you stay on campus or did you... No, I didn't stay on campus, no. Um, So there were a few of us that met through that initial uh, connection. Um, So we stayed on campus for three days in one of the buildings, sleeping bags, that sort of thing. And then we had inductions going around, group building activities, that sort of thing. Um, So I met a lot of different people from different areas. So from stats, from law, from psychology, from a whole lot of different areas. And so I got to meet a good broad group of people. And so my first two years of uni was essentially... Um, catching up with all of those people and staying in, staying in touch with all of them. Yeah, right. Um, we went to some of each other's classes. So for me, it was more a curiosity as well as, hey, let's go and see what a stats class is like or what a law class or what a sort of um, business class is like and see if I like any of those. Yeah. But also catching up with them as well and joking about the usual things that you do about teachers or lecturers or anything else like that. Oh, of course. Um, um, but yeah, so that kind of 
I guess, induction or the camp at the beginning really helped me get to know quite a few more people yeah, and in different areas as well. So that intellectual side that you were talking about, yeah. not only is it kind of people inside my own, I guess, speciality, but people in broad ranges of topics, which also right. sparked my curiosity. So met a few people that way. Oh, very good. Did you go on dates with any of these people? The, yes. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, how many dates? Uh, for, for say, we'll say person A. Okay, so person A, yep. yeah. Um, so person A, we ended up going out for about, I think it was five months, six months, something oh, like that. Okay. Um, so that was a very interesting um, individual. She wasn't in the, like, in the computing side, she was in another faculty altogether. Yeah, right. Um, and just the conversations that we were having, being able to connect. Our music tastes were a little bit different, but yeah. we are able to kind of learn off each other and see a lot more about what each other's different points of view are and that interaction was very very much the basis of our connection but then you went back to being friends again didn't you um yeah so this was kind of the first instance of me letting work or other things get in the way of my relationships with people oh well, and why is that is why do you let other things come in the way so that's something that i don't quite have an answer for um it could be that I'm either more interested in the work or caring about other people um, aspect and so there are deadlines and other things that I'm trying to meet. Or oh if there's... <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. <laughs> no worries. Or if there's like, I don't know, it could be based on that, like I get distracted or it could be based on like more of a fear of what happens if things go further in the unknown and that side of things. So me overanalyzing things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is very, very interesting because... For someone who is actually quite caring, for you to put up your guards and not let someone in deep is 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 fascinating actually and surprising because so, so it's a common trend. I've got my guard up most of the time, right? Which you may or may not know. But. Well, I do know. I know enough, and mm-hmm. it frustrates me because I know you have a lot to give. Um, oh. If you just let people in, uh, mm-hmm. well, let let give people a chance. We'll say. Mm-hmm. And is that the reason why? I mean, are you the one to usually end these things? Um, I've been on both sides of that equation. Yeah. So, more often than not, though, it is. It's about an even split. Oh God. I'm a bit of a strange one where I don't really define myself based on my relationships or who I'm currently with or anything else like that. But I it really have to define you, but it adds to your life. True, but something that I've found that I've value more if that's a dangerous word to use is um creating experiences for other people right and like helping them better themselves and that aspect of things so i kind of like the education i like the challenging people i like that sort of thing yeah and which you can do in a relationship which i can do in a relationship but then the nature of a relationship isn't necessarily hey i've got to do challenges and set challenges for people it's a different type of interaction yeah for sure and different challenge you could say yeah, that's true. Let's talk about one of these other dates you had gone on where um, the person was clearly not interested in being there and would rather just be on his or her phone mm-hmm. and not engage. Ah, so different personality types that I've come across over the years. This individual was very much a, I'll say a social butterfly. Oh, okay. um, Slut? No, just more... Um, that was code. No, it's not. Maybe it was just popular. 
not that either. It was more like, so this person always had to be seen at events and doing things and seemed very superficial. Ah. And so when I was out with them, um, she was always on her phone organizing the next event or going to the next thing. And it was very much that kind of transactional type of interaction. And, oh, yes, I'll need to go and be seen there, that sort of thing. Yeah, take Um, photos, selfies, put it on Instagram. All that sort of stuff. Well, Instagram didn't exist back then, so. (laughs) Far where we're going. Okay. Yeah. MySpace. Um, Ooh, I don't know if she had a MySpace, but anyway. So that kind of interaction was very much a thing that I got to saw more of. Okay. See more of. of. (laughs) Um, See more of. And it kind of got me to draw back thinking, okay, this person is really superficial. Sorry. Superficial could really... I don't think I could really hurt me was the thing that went in my Ah, mind. It's like, if they're always focusing on that, then they're always focused on their own image and they'll try and massage any situation to make them look good. Ah, yes. And I'm thinking if that's their priority, then I'm not really willing to open myself up. Okay. Okay, that's fair enough. But at least you tried and you say, okay, maybe this person who who does seem quite different on the outset Mm. might still be able to, you know. Yeah, true. I mean, there were some people that were saying, hey, this person's not really going to be good for you. But oh, right. um, as I've found out, sometimes I need to experience these things for myself and have my own and life lessons. Yeah. And so I went in knowing that some people were saying, hey, this person might not be the best for you. And I had that in the back of my mind. But I thought, no, I'm going to go and, and give it a shot and see how it goes. Okay. And you did. And I'm very glad you did. Hmm. And you didn't just shut it off completely and assume that this would go bad. Yeah. Um, you actually went in and tried. Um, but... Having said that, you then also grew as a person intellectually wanting to then teach and educate people, as you said. Not necessarily teach and educate, but just provide opportunities for people to grow. Right. And then so in doing that, um, how did you see this um, going as a career choice then? So... I feel it's a very rewarding path to go down. Yeah. And seeing like bold moments that people have in the interactions that I have with them seems to be a driver for me. So when I see someone realize, hey, I can do this or I can achieve something or I just did that, that sort of thing is something that I really value above a lot of other things. That's so beautiful. Um, It sounds so cliche. Yeah, it is so cliche, but it is beautiful. And we need more of that, uh, especially in Australia too. Agreed. Um, Yeah, with the lack of all the cuts and funding and all of that, but mm-hmm. that's not the, this is not the forum for that. No. Uh, <laughs> well, cuts in funding provide their own challenges and some yes. people are coming up with some really innovative solutions. Well, good. And you can talk about that on ABC Radio if you ever go on that, okay? <laughs> um, <laughs> Ooh, I've just been told cut this <laughs> yes. back. Okay. No, that's all, that's all good. I like passion, which you have. But tell me about uh robotics as well and how that whole thing started. So that would have obviously stemmed from Mm. um, your love for technology. Um, Yeah, so that's a blend of a lot of different areas that I like. Um, When did you start like getting into that? Oh, gosh. Um, So we had stuff in high school Mm. there. So not quite like um, any particular programs, but there were some science classes and some advanced classes where people were doing things and I got involved in those. Yeah. Um, up until the higher school certificate years when I dropped out of the sciences because of the teachers not really being the kind of people that I wanted to interact with. Yeah. yeah. Um, there were opportunities there to build things and doing more 
I guess, small robotic or small arm or small mission-based challenge type things that were really intriguing. But it was more about the growth and the experience and, hey, this is something where you can build something that can move or apply some sort of logic and you can try and communicate that. That really spoke to me. Have you ever built your own little robot? Oh, many. Do you have any that are... uh, How many have you built? Oh... And are they sitting on your shelf? No, 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 no. They've been assembled and uh, disassembled many oh. times to try and build different things. Uh, okay, what kind of things do you usually build? Um, kind of small projects. Um, so more recently, things built out of Arduino, that sort of thing. What's Arduino? Arduino is um, kind of like a small board that you can have. Think like the uh, size of a pack of playing cards. Oh. Um, and it's got a small processor and some ports on there that you can connect up to a TV or connect to the internet or something else like that. Okay. And they've got this thing called a breadboard, which you can plug in wires to, and then those wires can go to other motors or sensors or something else oh, like that. Okay. So having some things where you can um, have it play certain notes or play certain, um, I guess, songs. Okay. So imagine like 8-Bit Mario playing. Something right. like that, or have something where you can control a motor to go forwards or go around or try and avoid obstacles. Yes. Things that can have sensors where you can do obstacle avoidance. So if it sees something in front of it, then it turns right and then tries to go around it, that sort of thing. Think like um, early days of Roomba. What's Roomba? <laughs> I've been so uncultured. I have no idea what Roomba is. The robotic vacuum cleaner. Ah, oh, right. I had actual vacuum cleaners, okay? I did as, it myself. <laughs> as did I. As do I. Wow. Okay, so what was the what was one thing that you built that you were most proud of? That's actually a really tough question. So are they all your babies? No, some are. <laughs> <laughs> some some are like, hey. just pieces of shit. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> some of them are just very much. Um, hey, I wanted to try something out or verify something. Other okay. things are, hey, I want to build something that can do this. Um, so I, I kind of got inspired by Wallace and Gromit at one stage where they, um, I don't know if you've seen the TV series. Ah, I saw bits of Where, um, um, so as soon as the main character wakes up and gets out of bed, then Toast gets automated, he slides out into his pants and all these other things. That, oh, okay. that sort of automation <laughs> sort of thing is an intriguing thing for me. So oh, I tried okay. some things here and there where I could either automate one or two things, but invariably ending in disaster but hilarity at the same time oh okay but i like that exploratory building so it's more about the process than the end result yeah oh okay sorry i'm just been given parts of a pork bun that's okay Mm. so while pete's having a moment here i might just go and say a few things um so the so the building process and the ideas that spawned from all of those were really just a ability to extend my curiosity and um, my own learning as well. Um, There wasn't really any end goal or purpose, but it was just more a means for me to be able to focus on my own curiosity, building, and that side of things. Um, No Mm. really end goal in mind or missions or anything else like that. Oh, okay. So it was just a journey. Yeah. And just, just, just be involved, really. Be involved, but also go off on a curiosity path and... Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you do you see where this um, path ends with this with robotics? Um. So robotics is one of a number of things. So there's music composition. I'm making videos. I'm doing my own education software. I'm, I've got like a lot of different fingers in different pots. I guess initiatives and pots and that sort of thing. Oh. And it's not really that I'm doing something with a mission in mind. It's things that I care about that I'm doing as side projects 
aside from all of my main stuff. Right. Um, is what is the most? Uh, ooh, I was going to say what is the most current project, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. you won't be able to talk about it because it could be in its early stages or it's in under mm-hmm. under confidentiality. Yeah. Okay. Um, best thing that I can say at this stage, and I can't really say too much about it, yeah. is well. So there's a few things, but the main one at the moment is that I want to change up the way that people learn. Okay. And the way that people curating a learning experience can okay. curate the material. And so I'm, I'm looking at that area. So think about people creating lecture slides or people creating Prezi type presentations, that sort of thing. I'm looking at, I don't want to use the word like disruption or anything else like that, but I'm looking <laughs> at trying to make the creator's experience easy and yes. with the ability to enrich their content a lot more. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. Okay, leave it there. <laughs> leave it there. Though that sounds very promising, yeah. and I cannot wait to see. I cannot wait to see how that unfolds. Me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in any case, uh, do you currently teach classes uh, in in the fields of engineering tech? Um, I mean, it varies. So there are different subjects that I help to teach depending on um, what's going at the time. So sometimes it can be applications development. So if people need to learn how to um, say develop applications for Android or for iOS or something like that, then I've taught some classes there. Um, general sort of software processes or how to manage a software project Ooh. and the ins and outs of all of those. Um, some technology aspects as well. Bit, a bit of networking, but not too much. Okay. Um, security, um, cybersecurity, counterterrorism sort of things. Oh. In some regard, but it's more focusing on what the capabilities of the technology are and then a little bit on policies, but that's not really my area so much. Okay. Have there been any students that you've taught that have been uh, quite promising and something that you see? There are many students that I've kept in contact with over the years yeah. um, that have wanted to catch up every now and then, either say thank you or these things have interested me or thank you for all of those things that you covered outside of the topic areas. I suppose um, what I'm trying to ask is, have you ever slept with a student? <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> um, so... Uh, no. We're always a professional. <laughs> Boring. Oh, <dude>. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, um, that's never really crossed my mind. Jake? Um, like, honestly, it's yeah. never actually crossed my mind because yeah. the interaction that I've had with them have, have always been that, I guess, bounded. And because me, naturally, I've always been so guarded. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's never even been able to get to that point, let alone even considering the professional or ethical or legal obligations yeah. or anything else yeah. like that. So that's <laughs> never become an issue or been a consideration. Uh, even though a lot it. of these people are really intellectual and challenging and have a spark of curiosity there. Yeah, yeah, right. But for me, so kind of like with my younger sister, yes. um, I've always liked to see her grow and I've liked to see her flourish as well. And that sort of, I guess, proud sibling feeling yeah. is the kind of feeling that I get with students as well. Aww. And so it's never turned into or even remotely turned into anything like you're suggesting. <laughs> <laughs> you're so wholesome. You're the professor or the teacher or the lecturer or what a tutor or whatever you want to call yourself <laughs> that the ideal student would want to have, someone who can actually drive them oh, and men- like uh, intellectually. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different people. Academically. And... Not every teacher is the ideal teacher for every student. No. Um, so. Understood. 
I've had nightmare teachers, which I hated. So, thank you. Um, <laughs> but I mean, so I know that my style of teaching, my t- style of um, getting through to students and engaging students doesn't yeah. actually work for everyone. Even though some yeah, people right. really like and they say, oh, you're one of the best teachers. Other people are saying, ah, oh, didn't really work for me. I mean, I see what you're trying to do, but it doesn't really work for my learning style or my yeah. level engagement or something like that. So I always take that on board as well. Yeah, fantastic. Um, well, Australia is lucky to have such a passionate educator like yourself. Oh, there's quite and a I hope few you out stay there. In it. Yeah, well, good, good. And I hope you stay in, stay within it because, um, you know, this country, this world needs it more than ever. Mm. Um, now let's talk about your sexual experiences because I'm actually curious to know whether you are... I'm just trying to work out how you went from education <laughs> yeah. to sexual experiences. Yeah, no, no. So is that question kind of a segue you're trying to work yeah, out? Yeah, no, I couldn't actually think of one. <laughs> and we've already established that you are passionate about education mm-hmm. and technology. So that is great and all. Mm-hmm. But I want to know how you are as a tender, um, loving carer. You know, if someone with someone who's who you have 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 you've had you've had I'm going to cut this out. You've had Someone of which you've had, um, you know, personal relations with, mm-hmm. relations with. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're both, you know, of the female and male persuasion. Well, I'm just male. Oh, male. But my yes, yes, yeah. no, you, no, you, no, not you yourself. So your your, <laughs> your preferences are yeah. just open, right? Um, with the with the males, are you versatile, top, bottom? Oh, right, I see. Um, not where I thought you were going with this. So <laughs> it's actually varied. Um. Kind of depending on the preference of the other person, but also, I guess, my own curiosities as well. But I haven't found myself gravitating towards a particular position. Bottom. This is the most death stare. This is I love it. <laughs> this is the most I've seen you crack up in ages. Here we go. Okay, so while he's on a giggle fit. Um, go on. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, it's pretty much been a bit of an even split. So, a bit okay. more on the bottoming side. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean. If you were to choose, have you experienced mm-hmm. all sides? Yes. Okay. So, do you have a preference then? No. Either or. Okay. So, versatile. It's very much more about the connection with the person. <laughs> Again, this like. sounds cheesy, but no, it's no, just... No, no, yeah. no. Be honest. Yeah. If that's how we feel. Okay. And I mean, so that's... One of my, I guess, shortcomings as well. Mm. There's one for me. Um, <laughs> is... Oh, don't say yourself short. <laughs> Ooh, well done. Um, so with me, it's been more about the individual rather than the personal experience. Yes. If okay. that makes sense. So okay. it's not that I try to aim for certain things or try to, I guess, have my own needs that I want to focus on or something else like that. It's not really been my... Mantra or my focus? Yeah, your focus, right. And your, your goal. I found that going through experiences with people has been the main driver in my own, I guess. When I see someone else enjoying what they're enjoying, I mm. kind of enjoy that more as well. Okay. Um, so it is very much dependent on the person that I'm with. Oh, so romantic. So we can tick that on your profile. Well, you can tick that, but then you can also tick indecisive and unable to make a decision <laughs> for himself. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, <that's, laughs> sex is messy Sex can be both disastrous and hilarious at the same time Like genuinely mm-hmm. I mean, have you ever found yourself in a position um, Where you were either laughing um, Or just completely disgusted? <laughs> <laughs> 
has anyone had the birds and the bees talk with you? Did you ever get that actually with your parents? I honestly don't remember. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't. So. I think I did, but it wasn't significant enough to traumatize me in any way, shape, or form. Oh, so, no. Yeah, okay. I don't have any particular instances. Oh, yes. I remember, say, January 3, 19, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. When, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no. Okay. But you've, yeah, so back to disgusting slash mm-hmm. hilarious. Any experiences in those areas? Um, Probably. But I'll need to think for a moment. I can't remember any as I sit here off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Well, but, okay. Ooh. I mean, there are times when you have, hey, this is the first time I've done this, or hey, this is the first time I've done it. Oh, hey, that doesn't taste right. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's called smegma, and you should get that checked out, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Keep it classy, Pete. <laughs> um, okay, but how about any moments that completely like blew your mind? Where it was like the best, like you mm-hmm. think you think you've had the best, and then suddenly something else happens. Um, ooh, then something else happens. And was it with a male or a female? Okay. Um, so I've got one instance of each. Okay. Um, so, ooh, okay. Here's an interesting one. All right, go on. So, female side first. Yes. Um, so we were a little bit, let's say, intimate. It feels, yeah, no, no. It, it feels yeah, no, weird no, no. talking about details. this stuff. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And kind of the first time I'd experienced a female having an orgasm and the messiness around uh, it and that sort yeah, of thing. It's like, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, this is the thing. Yeah. I, I need to know this because yeah. I've, I've probably never touched it. We'll never touch a vagina, so. Okay. Um, yeah, so just the um, women have a similar um, ability to exude liquids as a male does oh. except that the males is a bit more sort of oh. purposeful whereas the yeah. women seems to be more of a lubricant oh okay so you you got her wet <laughs> sure okay I, I couldn't think of it in i couldn't put it in any other way yeah. but so you you obviously touched the right buttons yeah you were intimate you were sensual mm. yeah wow. um so so which then led to you having your best orgasm with her did you um, well, it caught me by surprise more than anything for the first time. It's like, oh. okay, so I'm like, oh, okay. Um, Did so it go all over your face? <laughs> no, 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 this wasn't one of those. Um, <laughs> but it was just very confronting the first time that I had that oh. because it wasn't really expected. So even though I probably had the birds and the bees talk, I didn't have like the full physics of it all and no, the full no. chemistry of it all. That and sort then of for thing. you to then see that and, and experience that with yeah. the woman and then, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. So after that was explained to me, I was like, oh, okay. Cool. I, I must. Have done, I did something right there. It's like, oh, okay, that's not sort of something. That's, not, that's actually that's what I'm aiming. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually I what I'm aiming for. Yeah. Um, but I mean, invariably, there's Amazing. the things where you have sort of other noises from other places and things like that as well, which can cause like a like a queef. Yeah. Okay. Um, which cause a bit of hilarity or embarrassment, and then just saying, oh, would, no, she, would it, she be embarrassed? And you said, don't worry, I would assume. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You're the gentleman. Yeah. Okay. Well, not always, but yeah. No. Oh, okay. Um, but then on the, I guess on the flip side. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's just giving me this devilishly no, smile. He's trying uh, to hold it together no, right now. Yes, of course. <laughs> I'm uh, so loving this. Go, keep going. Oh, dear. This is a worry. Um, yeah. So on the flip side with me, um, one of the first times that I'd experienced um, being on the receiving end mm was kind of confronting because, I mean, it's not something that I'd done before. before. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that was kind of a new experience for me as well, but also quite confronting. Okay. Um, Confronting, but also exciting at the same time? So the guy that I was with was a bit bigger than I'd expected. Oh, okay. How big? mm, How big, Jake? (laughs) I'm not going into details. I don't sort of tell that sort of thing. All right. Is it like the size of a, a, a pencil? Uh, like that's been sharpened halfway through <laughs> or a baby arm holding an apple. Wow. <laughs> that's an image that I really don't ever think about again. Um, it was on the bigger side. And for a first time, that was like really, really, really confronting. Were you hospitalized? No. Oh, okay. But you took it all? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. So, so then, okay, yeah. so... Mm-hmm. And, it, and then what happened? It took a while. He was patient. Um, well, that's good. I, I, I would have... I would, yeah, yeah I think he'd encountered that sort of issue before, but yeah. How did he help during this transitional period? Where you're <laughs> like, okay, let me try and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's also very confronting... <laughs> Talking about all of this yeah. with someone that's cracking up beside you. <laughs> I know it's it is look I through the through all the laughing. It mm-hmm. is actually a wonderful thing, and I could not be prouder. Actually, mm. how long did that last? God, I didn't have a clock. I wasn't sort of well, timing to some you, sort of scientific on, experiment. It, it, it took a while. It took a while. Yeah. Okay. Needed to relax and yes, cetera, that's right, as you yeah. do. Yep. Mm. And then did it? But did it? Did you start to enjoy it, or was it painful the entire time? Oh, well, first time, painful, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you enjoyed it? Yeah. Liked it? Eventually. Okay, so who came first, you or him? I don't remember. (laughs) Did you just black out? Not quite, but I mean, it's... Gosh. I think he did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But then that kind of makes sense because it was all very new and overwhelming for me. Yes, of course. So you were very tender, which would have felt good for him, maybe. So that wasn't... When I thought you said tender, I was thinking you meant a different word other than sort of tender as in raw or something like that, feeling a bit sort of... Uh. It could be that too. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you, is, is this guy one of your connections that you catch up with every six months? No. No. Oh, you no longer see this person? No, different state. Oh, okay. Much to your disappointment? Um, yes and no. I mean, okay. so... How did you guys meet? Through common friends. Oh, okay. Again, it's all organic yeah, meets yeah. that I've usually had. Like yeah, right. People that I know and then I meet them at other events or other gatherings, things like that. Some people yes. try to set me up with people and yeah, I glare yeah. at them whenever they try to do that. Oh, don't glare. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> he's glared at me and rightfully so because I have tried to set him up with people, but I've been, I've been lazy as well. Um, and I've asked around. Well, you um, haven't actually tried to set me up with anyone. You haven't I, said, I, I, okay, I, here, Jake, here you go, here's I, someone. But it's I like asked that sort of you, thing. but I asked you, would you like to be set up? And you said, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Well, like, I mean, I'll see yeah. where it goes. Like, you didn't yeah. commit to anything more than that. And I was, hope- I was, I was okay with that. Mm. Um, I went through, I went through my contacts. I tried to see who, who would be ideal, asked around, but mm-hmm. it just, it just, I could never get any further than that. Wow. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's fine. Do you have, do you have moves? When you when you inter- when you're interested in someone through these mutual connections and what have you. See, I wasn't sure if you were still in the bedroom context no, oh, or whether you're talking in the sort of dating well, context. Okay, both contexts. No, 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 no. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't really have any moves per se. I mean, okay. 
like with the way that I've met people, it's always been striking up conversations and being very organic and very open. Um, this really does sound cliched and boring, but it's just like getting to know people and interesting people rather than saying, hey, are you up for something? Yeah. Or, or taking that sort of approach or varying lines like that. It's just more about actually connecting with people. Yeah. You know what I think your move is? It's actually, and you don't know it consciously, but you are a fantastic listener. Huh? Fantastic listener. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I just got that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, but I think oh, that there that is a huge thing when it comes to meeting meeting someone new, mm. and they and it's it's yeah something that is very well received. I and I mean, there can be something that's very well received, but it only works in the short term. So longer term, there needs to be more to a connection and more to the individuals and the growth and that sort of thing. Right. Um, whereas just being a passive listener for the rest of your life isn't really a good way to have a relationship. No, of course so, not. But you yeah. figure these things along the way. Yeah. Um, are you the type of person that would correct their um, punctuation or grammar on on a first date? Not necessarily. I am. I've been told, and I have realised that I can be quite particular at times. Um, I. You kind of are. One of my drawbacks (laughs) is being... I like precision. Yes. But I also like correctness. Right. Like political Um, correctness? Oh, no. (laughs) Um, I'll be as politically incorrect as the people around me will allow. But um, more about, say, if things are wrong or being propagated incorrectly or something else like that. Um, I care very much about the truthfulness of information and that sort of thing. And if there's sort of either rumours going around or something's being miscommunicated, yes, I kind of care about the information. Yes, of course. And yeah, that's a drawback, but eh, so be it. I didn't see that as a drawback at all. It can be when there's sort of that continual happening of either sort of saying, hey, that's not quite right or et cetera, et cetera. So I need to learn to sort of, I guess, draw back from that. Okay. Well, which kind of goes back to um, the whole listening thing rather than sort of react, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's okay. I mean, you're being honest about it. Um, are you a kind of guy that would go to the cinemas by himself or what, go to have dinner by himself? Could you do that? Hmm. Um I don't think I've ever been to the cinemas by myself. I've contemplated it a few times, but then I've always had friends that are saying, hey, I want to go and see this movie. Have you seen it? No. Okay, let's go. Um, right. Whereas me, I mean, there have been times when I've said, okay, I'm going to treat myself or I'm going to have time to myself and ex- have experiences uh, by myself. So when yeah, I've yeah. gone to other states, like I've organized catch-ups with other people, then, but then I've also made sure to have some alone time. Yeah. Um, so go out and do my own sightseeing or do other things like yeah. that. But not necessarily, say, going to the movies because I can do that with friends and it's oh, okay. more of an experience there. And if I've done that before. Yeah, I think it's quite liberating, actually. It can be. Um, yeah. I've just never actually done it. You should. Because once you mm-hmm. release that initial feeling of paranoia of, of being or feeling or thinking that people are judging you for doing things on mm. your own, I think... It is. It is. It's a breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. The first time I did mm-hmm. it was when um, X Men Two came out, mm-hmm. which was in oh my god, two thousand. Was it two? Yeah, in the two thousands at some point. Early two thousands. Early two thousands. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which there, and it was a bunch of other nerds that saw the morning screening of it. Yep. When it came out, and uh, oh my gosh, I loved it. Huh. 
Not that I, not that it is a regular thing. So mm. if Ben listens to this, I don't go to see movies by myself without him. But <laughs> um, but I like just to just to say to other people, like because I know that can be a thing mm. that people get conscious of, self conscious of, more other where yeah. they either go see a movie or even just even go out to dinner mm-hmm. and have a table and just eat by themselves. Yeah. So, incidentally, like, there's nothing stopping me from going and seeing a movie by myself, and I feel like I can do that whenever I want to. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I don't really feel a barrier for that. But dinner for myself, like, I've gone out to eat at places like either, say, fast food places or semi-fast food places, but I've never, like, wined and dined myself if that... Oh, I haven't gone out to, say, like, a really ritzy hotel and just sort of table for one, please, you know. Yeah, that sort of thing. Mainly because no. those sorts of experience, I like to treat someone, or I like to have someone yeah. there and have them in on the experience as well. Yes, yes. Um, it goes back to you uh, caring about people's needs. It's like beating a dead horse. I get it. Okay, you're sad. a caring person. It's not sad. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> um, actually, I want to touch on this one other uh, date you had gone on, where this person had set many expectations. Uh, in the initial stages, mm-hmm. um, but to the point where it just became unbearable. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this person. So this was the same one that had the socialite. Oh, the same person. Aspect. Oh. Um, same person. Same person, oh. but sort of take two. So there was take one where that sort of thing is like, yeah, no. And then the second time. Oh, you gave it a second chance. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, no, that's good. All right, okay. keep going. Keep going. Um, but yeah, so she was very much trying to amend her ways and oh. um, change that socialite lifestyle. It's like, I realised I was on my phone too much. That oh, sort of wait, thing. did so, you tell her that though? Or she realised? She this was one of the reasons why we broke up. So oh. yes, she was made aware of it. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so anyway, so the second time around, this was very much... Um, while she was conscious about that, she was still very procedural and still on that kind of event management side of things, but focused inward on the relationship. So it was kind of from one extreme to the other. Oh, right. So okay. rather than organizing on the phone with everything, with everyone else, while you're there with her, she was then focusing on, okay, so we need to do this and we need to do that and we need to do that very procedural. I'm just thinking, yeah. um, can we go like off calendar for a week or something like <laughs> what that? What do you yeah. mean off calendar? Well, it's like everything had to be scheduled. Everything had to be precise. Everything oh, was very... Oh, right, right. Sorry. Okay, yeah. that's what you mean. Oh, right, right. right. Um, it was kind of like our social life was being event managed. Oh, gosh. That sounds like a drag. But in a way, I kind of thought that might have worked for you because you... Don't you like to be organized? And you like things to be set in a certain way too? So it's one thing to be organized. It's one thing to have your life being the organizing Ah, okay. So So that was too much for you, was it? Something about event management is, say if you're at a wedding especially, um, bringing this back to something that's, yeah. Yes. If you (laughs) see everything going well and the event staff have a report with you afterwards saying everything fell to pieces, it went completely, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, so I'm not going to. No, I swear. It completely went to shit. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, But if the guests out the front didn't realise any of that, then that's good event management. Oh. If everything went to shit, and everyone had a good experience, but they realized all this stuff was going wrong and that sort of thing. That's when that sort of event management side of things starts to bleed into the experience. Oh, okay. So similarly with a relationship when that, oh, this has gone wrong or that's gone wrong and that starts to overpower the connection with the relationship, then it is too much on the other end. Right. Um, So it was that side of things. Oh, okay. Fair enough. 
And yeah, but I gave it the good old college try. You did. You gave it a red hot go. And look, it is one thing to be organized, but mm-hmm. it's also another to have everything planned out for you mm-hmm. in your life. And that can be quite, um, uh, it just it can be quite frustrating, actually, to say the least. Yeah. Let's say. No air to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, but incidentally, she broke up with me that time because I wasn't too receptive to the doing things uh, and going out with things. Yeah. And so it kind of flipped 180 on yeah, me. Yeah, it kind of worked. Well, were you relieved by that then? Um, yes and no. I mean, I felt that I still wasn't quite adjusting to her style and I wasn't sure if that was a me thing or a her thing or a combination or just the interaction wasn't quite right. So for a while, I'd actually wondered, like, okay, what just happened? Oh, okay. That right, side of things. Right, right, but right. in the end, I'm kind of happy that it ended when it did so that things didn't deteriorate to a point where it's like we wouldn't talk to each other ever again, that sort of thing. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, at least you were able to learn from it. And she, well, she's the one that will end things anyway. So in a way, both of you mm. sort of knew yeah, the end of it. And look, you'll find whatever whatever comes to you. And uh, you, like you Six. said before, you... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but look, you know, you, in all seriousness, you, you have your priorities mm-hmm. and, um, if, I hope that at some point, um, someone, someone on the outset sees just how, um, wonderfully dedicated you are to the cause, <laughs> to helping people. Um, one final question before we wrap things up, which I'm sure you're very relieved by. <laughs> No, I'm quite enjoying this. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, I hope you are too. I'm not being a drag as a guest or something like (laughs) that. No, you're not a drag at all. Okay. Uh, Not at all. Uh, What... uh, Actually, let me start this again. If If there was a moment in your life that you could do over, what would it be? Would it be taking a smaller penis? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was kind of eye-opening. Um, <laughs> that wasn't the only thing that was opening. Gosh. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, so I guess, I mean, sort of life experience, that sort of thing. If I'd have known then what I have known now, there's one particular relationship that I would have approached very differently. Okay. Um, I was very closed off. Um, to a particular individual and um, this was something where again so we were thinking very similarly we're in very similar fields and challenging each other that sort of thing but I was still very closed off yes and just to sort of nag myself and tell myself back there saying hey open up a bit more (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to be serious I will try not to have anything that could be possibly perceived as a euphemism no don't don't. or I can just pile them on whatever works for you (laughs) Um, yeah, so... No, no, keep going. Don't, don't, I can't, don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> I've just got to get on that horse again. I've got to give it another good old college try. I can throw these out all day. Now, yeah. um, so the, I guess it's almost a level of regret that I didn't allow myself to, I guess, open up a connection with this person more than I would have. Um, I was going through a rough time at that point oh, and didn't really give the relationship a good go. Um, but I think that okay. there could have been something more there, but that one was, again, one of circumstance. So telling, yeah. I guess telling myself, it's okay to open up, but you need to not do it kind of half-heartedly. Yeah. I mean, was was it, was this person at least, 
uh, fighting to kind of wanting to try and make things work, even though at the time you weren't willing to open things up? Was he like, okay, well, uh, mm-hmm. well, am I doing something wrong? Can we try a different way? Like, or did, what did things just end almost immediately? He was patient, understanding, yeah. and knew a little bit about what was going on, but didn't yeah. know too much, and I wasn't opening up about it. Oh, so okay. again, this was just like a point where he went, no, okay, this isn't really working. There's something going on. I don't know what, and you're not feeling comfortable enough to tell me about it, that sort oh, of thing. So, okay. so he, he did the things that, that yeah, would any normal person would do, oh, but I you can't, just weren't in ready. We'll yeah, say. so I can't fault anything that he was yeah. doing, but oh, I just okay. sort of feel that I could have done more to, Better. I guess. Okay, yeah, to, yeah. to make, yeah, understood. Um, do you still keep in contact? Every now and then, yeah. Okay. He's doing well. Oh, good. Um, do you, is there a chance that you guys would get back together? No, he's very happily partnered. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's fate runs its course and everything. But um, you seem quite happy for him. Yeah. As you would be, I think. Again, I care about other people. Oh. Sappy, sappy. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, <laughs> so gooey. No, it's a beautiful thing. And Seven. No, no, no. <laughs> what? Don't worry. Okay. I'm going to pick that up in post, okay? So whatever you said, I'm mm-hmm. going to find it. Um, so I've just been counting the euphemisms oh, as you've been okay, going yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in any case, look, I am really, really, really grateful that you were able to fit me into your schedule because it's been hard to sort of pin you down um, to do this because I've been chasing him for a while. Eight, but nine. thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> thank God he came through. And okay. so in, um, in any case, thanks. thank you to... Uh, thanks. Well, thank you, Jake, for just sitting down and talking to me and telling me about your life experiences, <laughs> life and love. And um, look, I, I am going to run my, my love prediction segment now and try and see where, after everything mm-hmm. I've heard and known about you, make a very well-informed uh, prediction about where your love life is heading. And it is heading... Well, South, no. <laughs> as he tries to wow. take a swig of wine. <laughs> no, no, no. Look, I think because I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because you are such a caring and intelligent and um, deep person, um, <laughs> especially after that guy, uh, you have lots to offer. And um, I only see, look, I, I would hope. Jesus Christ, I hope that you will find someone or someone finds you in the next, well, before my wedding so that you have a plus one, okay? Oh. That'd be nice. Okay. I'd like to see that. Um, but no, that's that's pretty much it. That ends this, that adjourns this podcast. Thank you once again, Jake. Thank you listeners for coming in for another uh, another episode of Are You Single? I am on iTunes, as you know, and Spotify and Podbean and all the other podcast directories. Um, if you have any queries or any questions about Jake's uh, experiences, or if you want tips from him on how to take it, uh, send it to areyousinglepodcast at gmail.com. But um, if is there anything else you want to add here, Jake? I just wanted to say thank you for... All the times you've been putting up with me so far, <laughs> trying to schedule and reschedule all of this. It's been an absolute pleasure going through all of this, and I'd recommend other people do it as well. Oh, good. Look at that. A thumbs up. He's going to give a review on like TripAdvisor or something or Yelp. <laughs> um, well, it is a journey. <laughs> yes, it is. But in any case, until we meet again, dear sir, see you bye. See you bye. Woo! Done. <laughs>